Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. And now on Amazon Music. Yeah, you could just, just say, just say uh, Alexa, play the Rock of Talk podcast. I think I could do this. <laughs> I believe it's the young young master Drangmeister got yeah. us uh, hooked up to that. There it goes. Okay. Just, okay. All right. So there you go. So you can pick up where you left off. We upload all of our podcasts every single day, and then uh, you could just say, "Hey, you know, missed it." And they used to just play the Rock of Talk podcast. My sister listens the following day every morning in Scotland when she's out training her uh, new little puppy dog over there in the uh, on, out on the moors on the moors with the rock walls and the ocean spray and the moors the moors. And then you can uh, share it. You can go SoundCloud oh, yeah. or iTunes or any of that kind of stuff. So anyway, it's all there. Your governess. By the way, is uh, getting after Donald Trump. She says, uh, in the run up to the November third election, she says that Trump, in a uh, emails from her political committee, refused to take action while knowing how deadly and dangerous COVID nineteen would be. She is a total moron. <laughs> refused to take action. She is incredibly stupid. If you think about it, January 29th, when he put the moratorium on the travel that came over from China, I believe that you and the rest of the Democrats were trying yep. to impeach him. This is what you were doing. He caught all kinds of hell as being, you know, just another sign of his racism. And this is why you need yeah. to understand that Trump is not coming to the state of New Mexico. He doesn't want to even deal with her. Okay? And she, she loves that. So a special little stroke in her, you know, little little feather in her cap. She addressed Trump by name back in April. She said the president was welcome to visit New Mexico if he wears a mask, avoids mass rallies, and brings personal protection equipment to the state aboard Air Force One. Now, I think that Donald Trump will probably show up, but I'm not betting on anything. And let's not forget just how much this woman has shut down. The state unemployment rate. I don't care how much good news you try to shuffle out on the mainstream media, right? Oh, the, the, the unemployment rate uh, improved down from 127 to 11.3%. Bill McCanley said it's a step in the right direction. Don't forget that uh, also doesn't count. Your fifth worst in the entire fifth country. Worst it's actually gotten, it, it relative take, to the other states, it's gotten worse month to month. Take a look at Utah. Take a look at Nebraska. Two weeks ago was the first week since March where we've had under 5,000 initial applications for unemployment. We saw that number bump up a little for last week, but we're definitely trending down. It's slow, but it's steady. Well, let's not forget, as he acknowledges, the fund has been depleted. We started borrowing from the federal government. Your New Mexico economic development plan is to continue to borrow more money from the federal government. Bailouts. Because they don't have an economic plan. There's no way they can get it done. So you can say all you want, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, about botching the pandemic response. Because nobody has botched the pandemic response quite like you have. And that, my my friends, is the truth. 550, 50, 500. That's 550, 50, 500. Let's talk about the confirmation of uh, one of two Supreme Court uh, justices. And you can't stop it. And there are things that are happening right now that, oh, did I just, did I tell you what happened today, Dow? Oh, yeah, uh, about two and a half hours. The flight logs, the complete flight logs got released. Oh, you didn't mention something yeah, about that. Yeah, I have that. Those, those in my handy little hands. I was only looking for two names. All I needed was two names, and no, it's not Bill Richardson, and no, it's not any other New Mexico politician. I just needed two names, and lo and behold, Dowd, we found them. <laughs> By the way, Senator Cory Garner from the state of New Mexico, Hickenlooper, is putting out a number of press releases. Cory Garner said he'd vote to confirm the qualified nominee for the Supreme Court vacancy. 
Mitch is lining him up, isn't he? Where are we? Yeah, he's got the votes. Did he not say that? Does he have the votes? Does he have the votes? Uh, according to the latest uh, news press and what he told Hannity last night, or Lindsey Graham told him last night, we've got the votes to confirm Justice Ginsburg's re- Ginsburg replacement before the election. We're going to move forward in the committee. We're going to report the nomination at a committee to the floor of the United States so we can vote before the election. That's the constitutional proce- process. And after Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, everything changed with me. You remember that soundbite? Uh, do you remember Lindsey Graham going The only crazy? time in my life I've ever stood out of my chair and clapped for Lindsey Graham. <laughs> I thought he did a great job. You all love power. I hope you never get it. Wow. That was oh. I, we're going to hold Lindsey Graham to those words, which I think are uh, oh so important. We'd love to have to play those on the back end. It was one of the uh, the, the great uh, speeches, and I think it was in a redemptive speech because uh, there was a lot of not a whole lot of people who were very happy mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with Lindsey Graham. Uh, you might remember at that time. So let's get to the candidates, uh, shall we? Or the candidate, the main one, of course, and uh, she's taking it on the chin. She is the perfect candidate, as uh, as pointed out uh, by the New American. She made her best opportunity serving as a clerk to Justice Antonin Scalia. He was her mentor. She adopted his views on the Constitution as an originalist, as a textualist, using the founder's original intentions when creating the Constitution. Uh, Some people might refer to as a literalist. Based on the original text, statutes, and writings at the time, and have all informed her legal opinions. She is a professor at the University of Notre Dame. She sits on the Court of Appeals. Back in 2017, Trump actually nominated her to that Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. And after close, same day, Sam says some offensive questioning of her by some liberal senators about how or whether her strong Catholic faith would impact her decisions, particularly concerning Roe versus Wade. She was confirmed by the Senate. She is a pro-life candidate, folks. She's a member of the University of Faculty for Life, which is a group at Notre Dame, promote research, dialogue, and publication by faculty respect the value of human life from conception to natural death. Now, because we live in this identity politics world, it's probably going to be the other woman, very likely. What would you say, Dowd? I'm kind of 50-50. Are you? I I hate to say this because I don't like to play identity politics. I don't either. But... Cuban community, extremely politically potent in Florida. Trump has to win Florida. Maybe, maybe he makes the call for, for the other candidate. No, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm happy with either. I'm happy with either. And I think either way, it'll go uh, move pretty quickly. The, well, it, the mean, fastest Supreme Court confirmation in history is 17 days. Well, as this piece mentioned, and I think uh, we need to stress every day of our lives, wh- whichever candidate, whichever female candidate it is, this is a wonderful example for people who are not really engaged politically to understand that it, the left, the uh, uh, National Organization for Women, it has nothing to do with women. They do not promote any women who don't agree with them. You have to be a far left woman to be endorsed by the so-called feminist activists, the National Organization of Women. They're not going to defend uh, Amy Coney Barrett. They're not going to defend this wonderful woman who's pro-life and has adopted, what, two foster children from Haiti. Uh, you're only a woman uh, for the liberal left uh, so long as you agree with their policy agenda. So don't fall for this line that, uh, oh, that's a pro-woman candidate or that's the woman's movement. Uh, it's never been about that. It's been about far-left collectivism, social liberalism. That's what it's always been. Don't fall for that false dichotomy of, oh, she's pro-woman, oh, he's anti-woman, has nothing to do with gender at all. 
Um, these people are entirely hypocritical. And Eddie, I don't know. What are they going to use to go after one, whichever candidate it is? Or I don't know whichever enough pick. about either. I think it'd be wrong for me to even they're try gonna, to elaborate. They're going to do something. Or, I mean, it, well, it doesn't matter. We didn't know about Christine Blasey Ford when yeah. it came to Kavanaugh. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Uh, pull out whatever you want, but uh, I would tell you that Amy and the other one are practically untouchable, particularly the second one from the stance of being pro-immigration and uh, for uh, rep representing Ilian Gonzalez. Uh, yeah, the only thing I think is maybe, like many adults into their 40s or 50s in this country, one of them at one time went to a therapist, because they can't go on sexual abuse, then no one Hippa. will believe that about a woman. HIPAA, HIPAA, uh, HIPAA. Well, these people don't care. HIPAA, you can't, <laughs> They'll you break can't, any rule. In you, the, can't, you, can't mean, touch, you can't touch it. <sighs> and I'll tell you, that would go right to the very core of uh, threatening exactly what that big government overreach would be, which, of course, is And you think that would be overplaying their hand and there'd be a backlash? Absolutely, okay. yeah, because right. that would... Uh, it would As, touch, and well-deserved backlash. It would or... touch uh, every single one of us. 550-5500, call you in the Kiva, go ahead. Hey, Eddie, uh, how, how are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Make it quick. Okay. Okay. I, real quick, uh, my question is, or I'm going to pause it to you, should they or should they not go with the judiciary hearings on the new nominee? Some Absolutely. people say, no, just go and vote because we got the votes, or yes, so we can expose the Democrats for you. Let's see what they're going to try and dig up, especially if it's a woman and especially if it's the uh, nominee from Florida. So I want to, I, you know, do we expose the Democrats further after the Kavanaugh fiasco, or do we just go to vote? So I, I'd like yeah, to hear I what think, you guys I think, think. that is a, a really bad way to go. You know, when you can afford something, why not go and buy it and go through the process of checking it out at the counter the right way? rather than knowing that you can steal it and get away with it. And we don't have to act like we stole the nomination here or we lucked out. And I think that's a very poor way to play it because we would want to vet all of our Supreme Court justices. I think you would be politicizing it uh, to the point. I mean, I understand your point in the political uh, environment, but that would be very bad perception moving forward uh, because we would be uh, basically enabling the same type of behavior should they be in, in charge. So uh, it set a yeah. bad precedent. Well, my, but if they do there's go no to but. the judiciary, no, there, there, there's no but. Well, well, I'm just saying, if they go to the judiciary, judiciary committee to vet the nomination, isn't it going to just take up more time and will it not enable the nomination to get? We have plenty of time. The fastest. The election? Uh, the plenty of time. We don't need to be in a hurry. Uh, if we need to be in a hurry, then we're not doing it right. And best to do things. Uh, take twice as long, uh, twice as long to do it as long as we're doing it right. Uh, the, the time is okay. not what I'm concerned with uh, at all, and I don't think there's any but about it. We have to do it the right way. Okay. You got to lead by example. You know, I, 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 I'm trying to think behavior. like an investment advisor. You know, what's the upside risk? What's the downside risk? But I've been thinking the last couple of days. The one group in uh, America by you know race, ethnicity, sexual preference, whatever that you can. Uh, beat up on, and every institution in society will not only tolerate it but encourage it uh, is, you know, white heterosexual men. The nominee, uh, whether it's the lovely lady for originally from Louisiana or a Cuban-American from Florida, uh, is not going to be a frat boy, white guy in his middle age ages, okay? They're going to be women. Um, 
To the extent that the left attacks an accomplished woman who clearly either of these women will be able to, I mean, their they're lawyers, their judges, will be able to defend themselves well. But why I we think thinking, it's only upside risk. I don't see the downside thinking, risk. Why are we thinking about strategy? There is no strategy. There's a right and wrong way well, to do it. Well, because we have an election coming up and we want to win no, the election. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't politicize this. This is not political. Well, they, poli- I, we don't, there's no buts about the this. The Supreme Court became political in 1987 it when, doesn't matter when we Chad can't, Kennedy stood up and said, Robert Bork's America, Richard America. In which black it segregated cow does. I mean, now you have a mouth, you have a mob mentality. If you're playing into that, you know, it's our job to lead the people right. His idea about deciding to go ahead and say, well, you know what, we need to go ahead and uh, and, and push this through. It's fine if you want to push it through, but you still got to have hearings. Every candidate needs to be vetted. This is a lifetime appointment. I, I think we're agreeing. And I think we need to evaluate <laughs> yeah. every candidate. And I want to know more about each of these candidates. And I'll tell you, I think the bigger exposure is for them to show who they are by over-politicizing it and doing the very same thing that Kamala Harris, Cory Gardner, or Cory Booker, excuse me, and the rest of these Democrats did during the Kavanaugh hearings. You saw how that played out for them. They bounced back. There were a lot of people, and that happened to stick because it was very short-term. We confirmed Kavanaugh just a month before the elections. And look at the bounce back as they got the House uh, going in their direction because the media stayed on it. That oh, yeah. Kavanaugh, absolutely, you know, we have a rapist. We need to impeach him. Uh, you know, he raped that woman back yeah. in college. It's like, whoa, or back in high school, I think. I wasn't even in college. Yeah, like right. High school, like, they overplayed their hand. It only helps us. Uh, I think you and I are in complete agreement on that. Okay. I just want to make sure <laughs> that I'm hearing you right. 550-5500. Let's jump into a, a little bit more about this because it's not just the, the two candidates and the process and, and where we're where we're going to be. But leveraging that power, because here locally, let's just take New Mexico for uh, example. Do you think that Lujan Grisham is going to appoint a Republican when Judith Nakamura decides to go ahead and retire? (laughs) That chance. I mean, zero chance that that is going to happen, okay? They're not going to play it fair. They're not going to give us time. They're going to jam through whoever they they want. Let them play their, their politics. But it doesn't go well. It doesn't go well for them because the perception this close is, isn't good. The abuse of power is what people don't want to see from their government. And you know what? Honestly, I'm with you folks out there where you guys don't want to see politics being continued to play in every element of your life. Like noon, I mean, <laughs> sun up to sundown, Sports, right through noon. That's all we're doing is talking about politics. Heck, for hell's sake. <laughs> The NBA players are wearing wearing doilies around their necks today <laughs> to doilies. honor Ruth Baylor. Uh, are they? Are they? Oh, Go look play. at the video. Okay. Right. Go look at there. They're, they're putting doilies. I thought around you were their kidding, neck. but in 2020, it's real. It's believable. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't make this type of stuff up. They're leaving everything that they possibly can. Uh, pardon here, but on the court at this point, I mean, you, uh, it, it's it's nonstop, 24/7. I think the. Uh, Flags flying at half staff uh, today. I'm, I'm I'm okay with it, but we're flying them for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We rifled off a number of very convenient facts that were placed in her book that she wrote in 1978. This woman literally advocating for free sex, if I'm not mistaken, illegalized prostitution in that book. That was Ruth Bader Ginsburg back in 1978. This woman, in my opinion. As much as she has been a, a cult leader, she is a disgraced, in my opinion, member, former member of the United States Supreme Court. We should not honor her any more than I think she honored herself. She was an activist. 
She was somebody who would not leave the bench. She thought it. she was entitled, even so much so that we're hearing from leaders like Schumer and Pelosi who said, well, this was her, or AOC, that this was her death wish. Yeah. This is what she wanted. Nobody owns the government, but every single Democrat, oh, and, and let's not forget, Dowd, she didn't attend one. That's right. State of the Union address. Uh, by a Republican. The Democrats were fine. Oh, okay. For this great public servant. Yeah, yeah. Wow. A patron of the Santa Fe Opera. That's about all I have uh, in looks common. Looks like the doily her. collars is a, uh, is, a, is a gag. The NBA players, oh, we're not wearing. Oh, they're not. Yeah, no, this is Babylon B, which is a satire oh, site. thank you. All right. Well, I didn't have a chance to bet that, so I just, just came across. But you guys got but me. I would have believed it. I did believe it for a while. <laughs> uh, let's see, that would, it, it, it does actually make sense, doesn't it's it? Perfectly, right? it's like a Joe Biden gap in twenty twenty in. in the Bizarro year. <laughs> Absolutely, that's why you're here. There to correct me. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. By the way, Paseo is a disaster from the freeway flyover. It's a parking lot as far as you can see. Avoid Paseo at all costs. 